Well, I invite you to turn with me in the Bible, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 2. And then we'll look at Hebrews 11, a couple of passages from there. We're not going to look at as much of of Ephesians as is listed in your worship guide. Uh, If you need a Bible, there are some handy on the end of the rows, I think. And you're welcome to use those or you might have it on your device as well. Ephesians is uh, pretty far along in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, John, uh, Acts and Romans. And then you'll get to first and second Corinthians. Ephesians a little bit after that. And then Hebrews is right. Well, pretty close to Revelation. So uh, that's where you'll find those verses. And I titled our message today, Aliens in Birmingham. Or maybe I should say Aliens in Birmingham to get your attention. Well, uh, this isn't the latest uh, Spielberg film, uh, nor it is a a message about uh, uh, immigrants uh, maybe moving into our community. I'm not talking about little uh, green men or those who perhaps come from other countries. I'm talking about you and about me, who the Bible says from one perspective are incredibly privileged to no longer be aliens or strangers. And from another perspective, will always be aliens and strangers in this fallen world. So if you would uh, read along with me silently, I'll read aloud these verses first from Ephesians chapter two. We'll look at verse 18 down to 22, and then we'll jump over to Hebrews. It says this in Ephesians 2:18, for through him is talking about Christ and our salvation through him. We both have access in one spirit to the father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you're also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the spirit. I'll turn with me over to Hebrews, book of Hebrews is a little further back in the New Testament. Chapter 11 is a chapter about faith. And we're looking just jumping into sort of a conversation that is already going on. But it's a chapter all about various examples of faith and how faith is worked out. It's interesting in verse 13 of Hebrews chapter 11, it says this talking about those that had gone before and laid hold of the promise. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had an opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God's not ashamed to be called their God, for he's prepared for them a city. Let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you would particularly direct our hearts and our minds, our wills and emotions during uh, this time of of 
focusing in and meditating on your word, the truth that's given to us here. Let it have a transforming power in each one of our lives. Oh, Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, being a, a part of a church like ours that was uh, begun, was planted about eight years ago, is, is both uh, really exciting and also sometimes a little bit challenging, if we're honest about it. You know, one of the ministries that our church is involved in is the Alabama Church Planting Network. And that ministry blessed us by investing financially in training and in prayer in our church as we began. And then we've sort of in turn responded back and been seeking to invest in those ways in that ministry over the years. And I go to those meetings regularly where church planters are gathered. And there's another group that's uh, led through the Cahaba Park Church, the Cahaba Park Cohort, that gathers together church planters from all around the uh, country who come three different times over the course of a year for just little two-day two pockets. And we do some training with, with those folks. And, and, and I always think as I'm sitting there with these people that are about to begin a church or have just begun a new church, some of them are all far flung places across our country that it would be really entertaining to be a fly on the wall who is not a church planter. Because one of the most amusing things that happens in the conversation is that people begin to talk about where they're going to be meeting for their church space. And it's interesting to see the responses from different people as they one church planter hears from the other church planter what's uh, what what he's doing. One pastor mentions perhaps the storefront building that is a bit costly, but whew, no setup needed, right? We can leave it put all week long. Another pastor who leads a church meeting in the school is sort of salivating as he hears about that storefront and not having to set it up and take it down. But the other one, the first one, is pretty jealous of the price tag on that school facility. Another pastor talks about the comfortable seats at the uh, stadium seating movie theater where they meet, but uh, he maybe isn't as open about the sticky noise sound when they fail to clean things up after the movies the night before Saturday and people are sloshing their way through the soda that's been spilled on the floor Sunday morning. The guy who meets in the home group's only church Wishes, hey, that we could have some place to get together corporately, collectively from time to time. And the guy that's in the warehouse wishes maybe that he could have some stained glass windows from time to time. It's a reminder for us today that God's gone before us in some really, really amazing ways, hasn't he? He surprised us in these recent months. When we heard from the schools that things were changing and we tried to, you know, address that and speak to that. And it's just a done deal. That's where it is. And we're super thankful for the privilege we've had to meet at the schools. So he surprised us back then. And then he surprised us in a wonderful way over these last couple of months as we thought about different places where we could meet. And we reached out to our sister church here and their leadership said, hey, let's let's get together and let's talk about that. Maybe the Lord's doing something here that would be a great blessing to both of our churches. So on the one hand, we've upgraded from the school in in some ways, we would say. 
But on the other hand, we still feel a little bit like nomads, don't we? Wandering a bit in this transition, which is an adjustment for each of our families. And the interesting thing is, of course, that even, but, but it gives us one big advantage that might be sadly difficult for us to remember in future years. And that is this, that as Christians, we're simultaneously aliens who are welcomed into the family of God and united with the family of God. And we're always at the same time strangers, strangers in this world. That's a good thing to be reminded of. That's not a bad thing to be cognizant of in a fresh way today. The verses I read kind of highlight that. If you want to make some notes in the back of your worship guide sermon notes section, the main idea that I want us to camp out on today is just this. That since we're strangers in this world, we should always be comfortable in Christ, but uncomfortable in this world. Just two quick things that I want us to, to talk about today. One is what it means to be comfortable in Christ, to have a, a home, a family in Christ. You know, when you and I are in unfamiliar territory, picture a little child headed into their school classroom, maybe for the first day of kindergarten or something like that. What do they do? They turn around and grab onto mama's leg, right? Latch onto it like a tree trunk because they're not ready to, to let go. Well, when you and I as adults and uh, young people that are here today are in uncomfortable territory, it's really good to have something to latch on to that's sure and solid and secure. And guess what? We've got that. The Ephesians passage reminds us that we've been brought in. We've been welcomed in. We have Jesus. We have his love. We have his body that we're a part of that we're welcomed into. We read some of it in Ephesians, but other passages in Scripture remind us we have an identity in Christ. That's who we are. We are the temple of the living God as his people. We're the body of Christ. We're like pieces of that body brought together. We're a royal priesthood, it tells us. We're God's own children. Now, of course, the Bible reminds us that this isn't just some sort of inherited identity, that we receive this identity by recognizing our need for Jesus, recognizing that Jesus met that need, and through faith and repentance, turning and entering into a saving relationship with God through Christ. And the beautiful thing is that that gives us, that gives us a home. That gives us a place. That gives us somewhere to locate. We're not strangers. We're not aliens in the world in that sense anymore. And that's a good thing today, isn't it? What's that mean for, for you and me? As you think about that reality, that truth today, and it impacts hopefully you and your, your heart. Think, think about all the ways it would transform our lives if we believe that more. That we had a secure home, identity, place in Jesus. That we're no longer strangers. He knows us. We know him. We're part of his family. A couple of ways that I thought about that might uh, impact us, and I'll be brief uh, today. We're on this dress rehearsal, so we're going to try to try to make sure we finish uh, in plenty of, of time to transition to Sunday school. But let me let me highlight just a couple of things. 
One thing this might do for us in the next couple of weeks is that instead of sort of feeling sheepish about the nomadic state of our church building, you know, we know that we've got long term plans to to build on the the church land that God has provided us. But it's a little you know, challenging to explain to people. Oh, yeah, well, we were meeting there at the school, but now we're over here at this other place. And we might just choose to, like, not have the conversation because maybe we feel a little sheepish about it. Not sure we're a real church. Right, I was laughing. Uh, some folks were sending some texts last night, and they were trying to figure out what to wear today. <laughs> they said, "I feel like I should wear something a little more. Should I have a sport coat on? Should I have a, you know, because we're in a church building now, so it's not a school. We need, so you know, we, we're in this transition mode. What what would it look like if instead of being a little sheepish about that, we we led with that as a conversation piece with some of the folks that we're talking about to even talk about our citizenship in heaven." Where we, we said this maybe to the people around us. Hey, I've, I've been meaning to tell you about this amazing thing that's happened in the life of our church body. You know, we started a few years ago as a congregation. We met in one school and met in another school. And then the, the doors closed for us to meet there. And it's this really neat thing. Even though we're, we're kind of moving to another location, it's a little bit of transition. We're seeing God go before us. And it's really encouraging what God has done for us. He's provided for us. And uh, we've got these long-term plans, maybe, to, to, to build this church facility, of course, that we could share with people about. But, hey, I'd love for you to come visit this body of Christ that's meeting here where I'm experiencing the kingdom of God, where strangers and aliens have been brought in and welcome to be, to have a home, to be among the people of God. That'd be, a, that'd be an interesting way to spin that, right? Instead of sort of being sheepish about it, leading with it. In fact, we're going to invite... All of you to do that in the coming weeks. Part of the reason we've got a little break here between today and December 3rd is one, to make sure we everything's working the best way possible with our sister church here and work out any kinks. But also so we can prepare to help you all get information out to friends and really grab hold of this opportunity. We didn't plan for it. We didn't dial it up. But what a great opportunity to tell people about the Lord's work and our fresh place of meeting and a fresh opportunity for maybe some friends and neighbors and co-workers to engage with our church body. And we'll be praying for Lakecrest Church that that same thing will happen for them, too. Another thing, it, the, these uh, concepts of having a, a home and having security in Christ and being brought from strangers to, to having an identity in Christ would affect is, is the things we've been talking about the last few weeks with stewardship. In a, in a few minutes in the worship service, we're going to have an opportunity for folks to present those planned contribution cards. Of course, we've been talking the last few weeks about where we are in our church budget and so forth. We've got an opportunity each week for giving through the offering plate, a number of people using the online mechanism to, to do that as well. But I'll tell you this, if, my, if you're in my home, identity and hope is located in heaven, as these verses tell us, then, yeah, we've got to keep making provision for our household. And maybe some of you all are in business or investment and trying to use resources to make more resources. And I get that. But at the end of the day, our hope's not going to be in those things. Our hope's going to be in the Lord's work and what he's doing in the world. And we'll hold those things a bit more loosely. I heard a talk uh, recently where the guy was pointing out, and I don't even, this is the world we live in. We don't even have a, we don't even have cash on us. But anyway, picture a dollar bill in my hands. You know, he was, he was talking about the fact that we get so worked up about uh, money and these things. And literally, 
And most of it's digital these days, I guess. But we literally, that, that bill is in our wallet, and then it goes somewhere else. It's gone. It's just, it's just passing through for that time. It's on to somebody else's wallet or purse or some cash register somewhere. Uh, those aren't the things that can give us lasting security, but the kingdom of God surely can. So that's the first thing I wanted for us to highlight today. And the second one's going to be uh, even more brief. So the first one is that we can have comfort. We can be comfortable, if you will, in Christ. Know that we have a home and a place, even though we might feel a bit nomadic. Uh, whether or not our church is switching locations or not, we all feel that. We feel out of place sometimes and alienated in the world. But we've got a home in Jesus. We have a home, I pray, in this church body. Well, the second thing I want us to see is that, as I mentioned earlier, it's actually not a bad thing to feel a bit uncomfortable in this world. Hebrews chapter 11 highlights that. And it said the, the, the people that it's referring to, they got it. They were, they were looking to some other place. So they weren't expecting to be entirely comfortable in this world. The scriptures tell us about Jesus. You remember this. I think it's Luke nine fifty eight. It says he was talking to his disciples and he says, even the son of man has no place to what? Lay his head. Even the son of man has no place to lay his head. That sounds like somebody who's passing through. And you and I, I hope, have good, long lives and are able to serve and glorify the Lord and do all the great things that he would have for us to do in our lives. But we're just passing through, aren't we? We are just passing through. We're nomads. We're strangers in this world. And so what a blessing today that we can meet in this place that God is providing for us. It's, hey, an actual, actual church building. Uh, but, hey. We, we shouldn't get comfortable here any more than we should in the school and any more than we should get overly comfortable one day in some church facility that we're maybe able to build. That's not our comfort. That's not our security for you or for me. Our comfort and security lies in Jesus and what he's done for us. The fact that we've been brought as strangers into his family. And because of that, yeah, we're strangers in this world. We're different. We're distinctive. We're marked off. But that's okay, too. That's okay, too. Because Jesus is walking along that journey. And if Jesus had no place to lay his head, it's okay for us to feel that way a little bit in this world. Because we know that day is coming when we'll have a heavenly home with great blessing, great joy, great security, great comfort that comes with it. Let's pray together. Oh, Heavenly Father. We ask today that you would encourage us with your word. Uh, As always, Lord, your word is a two-edged sword, challenges us, convicts us, pushes us a bit, and yet brings us great comfort, great joy, great reminder of our identity in you. And so, Father, we pray that that would be true today as we're gathered in this place and Desiring to seek you and to receive your word, I pray, Lord, that we would be receivers of it, that we would hear it, that we would think about it, that we would go from this place and practice it, that we would receive the word with faith, practice it in our lives, lay it up in our hearts, and that you'd be glorified in that. 
We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.